There is a crisis, but it's not the one you've heard about. It's time to fix that. It's time to change the conversation. But to do that, you have to change the frame. From the framers of the Constitution to the framing around that velvet Elvis, to what's in and therefore what's out of a Robert Frank photograph, framing controls the point of view. Framing too controls a conversation and therefore the argument and therefore the outcome. Tucked away in the wallet of Mary Middleclass, our avatar patient, is her Blue United Free From Worry Plan insurance card. She's been covered by Blue United for years, but had never, as she says, bless my stars, seen the inside of a hospital. That is, until last Tuesday at 7.44 a.m. when she had surgery at Community Memorial St. Mark's Hospital to repair a hernia. Community Memorial St. Mark's and the surgeon were in network with Blue United, but the anesthesiology group wasn't. And so the story goes, Mary was surprised when she found out that Blue United had paid the group $200 and that she was stuck with a bill for the remaining balance, $1,375. The popular press, the press of payers and the populism of politicians all frame this as the out-of-network hospital-based group's problem. Or, they allege with glee, a problem caused by the out-of-network physician's predatory practices. The name for this frame? Surprise medical billing. The resulting cure forced the group to take as payment in full an amount to which they never agreed, the so-called average. But let's take a closer look. Earlier this year, the press was abuzz with coverage of the fact that United Health was not renewing its contracts with Mednax for services in four states because those agreements pay Mednax more than United Health now wants to pay. Come the termination dates, Mednax's anesthesiologists and neonatologists will be out of network. Out of network wasn't Mednax's strategy, it's just a fact. As a result, under the common frame, patients will be surprised and it will be spun as Mednax's fault. Every one of their bills will be deemed a surprise medical bill. Let's take a look from another angle. A few weeks ago, a radiology group determined that the 80% cut proposed by payer X was unacceptable. They actually used a different term for it. Uh, they will not sign the offered contract, nor is there any legal or moral reason for them to do so. They will soon be out of network, which wasn't their strategy. It's just a fact. As a result, under the common frame, patients will be surprised, and once again, it will be spun as the group's fault. One more view. Some group of anesthesiologists, let's call them the live free or die group, doesn't want a contract with any payer. They are out of network by choice, and that makes them an outlier. Once again, under the common frame, patients will be surprised. The cure proposed, even legislated, by those constructing the frame of surprise medical billing is to force non-contracted physicians, whether those physicians are out of network by reason of choice or by coercion, to work for a rate to which they never agreed, the so-called average rate. 
Why? What's the philosophy, the morality behind that frame, the frame of surprise medical billing? Why should anyone be forced to work for a rate to which they didn't agree? Almost at the same time that the United Health Mednac story broke the news, the news was also awash with a new round of what's become a familiar story, one that activists, even musicians, rail against. People being forced to work for wages to which they didn't agree. Only those folks are, it is said, constructing iPhones and computer parts. In that context, stealing one's labor is seen for what it is, coercion and theft. Yet in a leap over the moral chasm, I'd be surprised if we could find one of those activists who sees forcing physicians to work for rates to which they didn't agree as the equivalent. In the context of any of our avatar, hospital-based medical groups, Mednax, which has been tossed out of network, the radiology group, which refused to take an 80% cut, or the anesthesia group, which doesn't want to contract with any payer, is there someone, some entity, which has in fact contracted to provide coverage to the patient, to our avatar, Mary Middle Class? You bet there is. For one can't be out of network unless there is a network. And that network is a result of Blue United's contract to provide coverage to Mary Middle Class. If Blue United were a general contractor instead of an insurer or a health plan, and they contracted to build Mary Middle Class's house for $500,000, but then couldn't get tradespeople to do the actual work for less than $600,000, it would be Blue United's problem. If general contractor Blue United can't force plumbers and electricians to work for less than they'll agree to accept, why would anyone think that payer Blue United can force pathologists and radiologists to work for less than what they'll agree to accept. After all, it would be surprise physician services stealing. Unless the frame is changed, as I suggest, that being forced to work for a rate that wasn't agreed to is theft, hospital-based physicians will never be able to succeed in battling against working for average in a universe in which payers throw higher pay groups out of network to reduce the resulting average. That's a spiral to the bottom, which in turn will sooner or later cause a bigger crisis, the unavailability of, or reduction in quality of, hospital-based services and hospital-based providers. Over 160 years ago, Frederick Bastiat, the French politico-economic thinker, warned of the danger of quick fixes like the one we're seeing for surprise billing. In that essay called That Which Is Seen and That Which Is Not Seen, he wrote that, quote, a law gives birth not only to an effect, but to a series of effects. Of these effects, the first only is immediate. It manifests itself simultaneously with its cause. It is seen. The others unfold in succession. They are not seen. Between a good and a bad politician, this constitutes the whole difference. The one takes account of the visible effect. The other takes account both of the effects which are seen and also of those which it is necessary to foresee. Now this difference is enormous for it almost always happens that when the immediate consequence is favorable, the ultimate consequences are fatal. For hospital executives and office-based physicians who think 
that the legislated cure to surprise medical billing is simply a hospital-based physician problem, think again. I recently heard someone refer to his larger than expected share of in-network care as surprise medical billing. Yes, it's a very slippery slope. Reframe the issue for what it really is before it's too late. Surprise physician services stealing.